You're listening to the Baptist Bulletin Podcast, a program dedicated to advocating for a biblical worldview by encouraging Christian growth and ministry from a biblical perspective. Hi, and welcome to the Baptist Bulletin Podcast. My name is Mike Hess. I have the privilege of serving as the national rep of the GARBC, our fellowship of churches. And the subject I'm going to be tackling in today's podcast is this question. When is the right time for a pastor to consider looking for another ministry? And this is one of the most important questions a pastor or a ministry leader will face. In fact, I might be asked this question the most from pastors asking for some sort of counsel considering a ministry transition. And it's not an easy one to answer, to be quite honest with you. Typically, right around January, I don't know why, but for some reason, I get an influx of pastoral resumes from men wanting to explore the possibility of finding a new church or a new ministry opportunity. And I just want to put this disclaimer out there so everyone can understand that I do not believe that it's always sinful or self-serving for a pastor to look for a different ministry. There's a lot of variables involved with this. There's a lot of things to consider outside factors that the scope of this podcast cannot consider right now. But I do want to go over this. I first want to go over uh, pointing out some wrong reasons to look for a new ministry. And these are what I would consider reasons that uh, you should avoid. And the first one is you desire a bigger ministry or a bigger platform. And I think the principle Jesus gave in Luke chapter 16, verse 10, when he said, whoever is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And whoever is unrighteous in very little is also unrighteous in much. Now, the principle there, the main thing that Jesus is driving home there in that parable is money. And when he gives the point of the parable, I think there's an overarching principle that is applicable to all of us, and it's simply this. If you're not faithful in maximizing the stewardship that God has entrusted to you with what you have now, you won't be down the road. And it is a a dangerous position of your heart to be in when you say, I want a bigger platform, I want a bigger church, simply to make more of you. I think that's a wrong reason to look for a new ministry. I understand there's some factors to think about. Maybe you say the current church you're in right now uh, limits your giftedness. You think a bigger platform would give you more of an opportunity. I'll get into that in a little bit. But if all you're looking for right now is a bigger platform, a bigger church, I would sincerely and honestly question the motives behind that. Because if you're not faithful with what you have now, saying that if I just had more and a bigger influence, I would be, there's some erroneous thinking there that's going on that I want to challenge you with. A second wrong reason would be is that you want more money or lucrative benefits. Again, there's nothing wrong with providing for your family. Certainly a church should understand their responsibility to a pastor and taking care of of the man and his family that God has blessed them with. But if that's the only thing you're looking at when looking for a different church, again, you want to put the brakes on, pause, and ask, why is this the main concern? 
Third one is this, is that you're looking for an easier ministry. Less problem people. Thinking the grass is greener somewhere else. And I would challenge you, first, just look through the epistles in the New Testament. And every single church had some sort of issue they had to work through. But also understand if you have the right biblical anthropology or understanding of man, people are going to be problem people everywhere you go. People sin everywhere. Sin is universal. The problems that people have uh, transcend to whatever geographical location you're at. Running from problems and running from challenges that you have in your church simply guarantees they're going to be there at the other church. And if you're not trusting God's resources right now with what God has given you, understanding his word is sufficient to deal with problem people, you're going to face the same challenge at another church. Here's a fourth reason. You're running from unresolved conflict. This would be another bad reason to leave a church. And I would ask you a couple things here. Have you exhausted every peacemaking biblical principle that you can before you desire to look for a ministry transition. And not only that, what is your heart attitude towards those you have unresolved conflict with? Are you praying for them? Are you seeking for peace? Do you have an attitude of forgiveness? Do you simply want to avoid these people and not see them again? Is there animosity, bitterness in your own heart? One of the worst reasons to leave a church is that you're running from unresolved conflict. And also this important question, humbly ask, am I the source of this conflict? You know, James 4, 1 through 3 talks about the real source behind all conflict. And there's something going on in our heart that we desire that we're not getting. So we get angry and we commit different acts. And then there's hatred, possibly even murder in our hearts. So I'd I'd ask that question. Are you the source of that? Is there something in your own heart that you're not dealing with? Another bad reason, this would be the fifth one here, is you're following family. You want to be closer maybe to your children or grandchildren, maybe in-laws. Boy, it's great if God works in such a way that you are close to family. Praise God if that's what God does. But that cannot be the primary reason as to why you would leave a church. Or lastly would be this, and I see this more and more nowadays, is men looking for a ministry with looser doctrine, maybe more open-ended doctrinal statements in a church. And so they're looking for a place where they could be a little bit more open-ended on certain things, um, where they think that would be more helpful for a church. And I would give a lot of caution to that. Because it's doctrine and proper doctrine that helps you make more and better disciples. So why would you want to, in your heart, ask this question, why would you want to look for a church with looser doctrine when Scripture, more times than not, is very clear on these issues that many pastors might run from or simply prefer not to preach on or address to their church body? Now, here's what I would say are some valid reasons or wise reasons to consider a ministry transition. First one would be this. The leadership or the church body refuses to obey clear biblical commands. For instance, one example would be church discipline. 
someone is in unrepentant sin in the church, and that's the only reason you would ever practice church discipline, is someone's in unrepentant sin. You've exhausted all the options and the steps given in Matthew 18, and the leadership will not stand behind you on it, or the church body will not stand behind you. Or maybe those in leadership causing disunity with things like gossip and slander, and it's been confronted, and it simply will not be dealt with. Again, that's a church discipline issue. Or perhaps not recognizing the pastor's biblical role. Do they not stand behind the pastor? Are they not an encouragement to their pastor? Do they not recognize that he's commanded by God to preach the whole counsel of God, to preach the word, to be in season and out of season, to reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 2. Uh, Do they not recognize, if I'm reading Hebrews 13, verse 17 correctly, that the pastoral position is a position of authority? It's not absolute authority, but it is a position of leadership and authority. Do they refuse to accept that? And then another one under this is where they refuse to obey clear biblical commands is the church wants to promote unqualified people into positions of leadership. And they're not looking at passages like 1 Timothy 3 or Titus 1 and letting that be the filter by which they make all of their decisions regarding leadership. You will do great harm to a church by choosing giftedness over character or charisma over competency. And please understand that it may be tempting and you might think in the short term this is going to help the church a lot. But character always rises to the top. Never choose giftedness over character or even influence over character. You'll be happy you'll make those kinds of decisions. Second one would be this. Maybe you've changed doctrinally. You've changed your position maybe on hermeneutics. The most common one would be eschatology. And instead of forcing the church to embrace your position... There was an article that Kevin Bowder wrote years ago that I thought was helpful. Integrity would teach you that you should step down from that church. And here's why. Your church congregationally chose to embrace a particular doctrinal position that is bigger than one pastor. So for whatever reason, your hermeneutics have changed and your interpretation of passages have changed. That should not be forced upon the church. Integrity would teach you and lead you to accept the fact that it's probably best you look elsewhere. Maybe you've changed regarding the roles of men and women in the church, or maybe you're no longer a cessationist. You believe God now speaks outside of his word and you no longer embrace the sufficiency of scripture. Maybe you're more open on your views on the ordinances, baptism and the Lord's Supper, and Uh, Maybe you want people to join the church who've never been biblically immersed by baptism or your view on the Lord's table has changed to where it's more than a memorial to you now. Then I think it'd be the right time to seriously consider looking for another church. I'm not condemning you if your doctrine on that has changed, but I do think integrity would teach you to look for a different position somewhere else. Here's another what I would call valid reason. The Lord has brought to you another ministry opportunity. You've sought counsel about this with, and I think every church leader should have this, every ministry leader, trusted 
wise, and biblically-minded ministry peers who are not afraid to speak truth into your life. You look at this opportunity and you can honestly say this would be a good use of the stewardship of your life. Again, I hearken back to the passage in Luke 16 dealing with the whole issue of stewardship. If you're not faithful with a little, you will not be faithful with much. And consider the fact one day you will stand before God and give an account of the stewardship with which he's entrusted to you. The other thing about this would be that God has given you a specific burden for that ministry, a specific desire. You could see yourself there. Um, Your motives are pure. And here's one that I think often gets overlooked. You and your wife have the same heartbeat on this. You're united as one. She's totally behind this. She's enthusiastic about it. And H.B. Charles Jr. in his book on pastoring, a book I would highly recommend to you, has some good insight and wisdom on this subject. He writes this, I heard different opinions as I was considering how to proceed with the possibility of a call to a new church. I would have been dazed and confused without a personal anchoring point. People that love you often have a wonderful plan for your life, but you must not confuse human opinion with spiritual guidance. The Lord guides, not just by wise counsel, but by the way he wires us, your doctrinal convictions, ministry philosophy, and spiritual priorities. I truly believe your call to a local church should confirm the call of God in your life, not compete with it. For instance, if you are convinced the, the pastor's primary responsibility is to preach the word, You should make that clear to to a church that thinks the pulpit work of the pastor is secondary to other ministry tasks. In regard to keeping your priorities straight, your wife's input is invaluable. My wife, Crystal, knows my strengths and my weaknesses. She has great respect for me, but is not impressed. She is honest with me and forces me to be honest with her. So my wife's view of things was paramount. If she was not on board... That was the decision. But as we talked about it, she kept saying, for some reason, I think you should remain open to this. So please make sure that you and your wife are, if you're married, uh, have the same heartbeat, the same passion for this. Another good reason, valid reason, I would say, to consider a ministry transition would be you sense you can't take the church any further to the next level or to the next step. Some would put it this way. You've lost your voice. Maybe you've slipped into ministry cruise control. But be careful. A new church will not fix that. And it could be this, that the church simply needs new blood or fresh blood. It's not that what you're doing right now is bad and, and uh, that you're taking the church in a bad direction and things may be solid. But maybe someone with the giftedness that you do not possess could help bring the church to a a next level or maybe a new season in the church's life. Admittedly, this would be one of the more difficult ones to discern. And lastly would be this. It's time to retire. I don't have an easy answer to this, but here's what I recommend churches to do and pastors is to have some sort of policy in place that once you reach a certain age and you and your leadership can decide on this age, 
You and the church leadership will evaluate on an annual basis your pastoral competency and to ensure that um, you're still able to do what God commands you to do in that church. And maybe you've come to the conclusion that your physical and mental limitations with age are not serving the church well. Consult with your wife, maybe other ministry peers. Do they collectively recognize that you possess the mental, even the physical sharpness necessary for pastoral ministry? And more than anything, be a man of prayer, constantly praying. Pray for contentment in the ministry God has you in now. Pray that you would have a desire to minister to those people that you'd be all in, wholeheartedly committed to them, no matter what God may be doing. And to understand, ministry opportunities do not come to you on accident. But rest assured, something I cling to over and over again, James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, and I do more often than not, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and constantly asking of God for wisdom and discernment, and that you'd have a heart for the ministry where God has you. So thank you for your time. I probably didn't answer all of your questions you have regarding this, but I also want to kind of give you just principles that'll help you think through this and lay this out for you to have biblical principles to think through this, a schematic, a grid of some sort to help you think clearly. So may the Lord bless you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And I pray this has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. May God richly bless you as you seek to serve him for his glory. Thank you for listening to the Baptist Bulletin Podcast. The regular Baptist network of ministries exists to make disciples through healthy local churches. If you like this podcast, subscribe to your podcast platform of choice. You can find out more about our ministries at garbc.org and follow Regular Baptist Ministries on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.